Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. Today's warehouse needs to keep inventory moving smoothly and quickly. Meet these challenges with on-demand warehouse labeling from Brother Mobile Solutions. Our mobile and industrial printers will help optimize your operations to achieve the speed, reliability, and durability your warehouse needs. With easy integration for existing warehouse technology, convenient portability, and upfront affordability, Brother Mobile Solutions is at your side when it comes to warehouse labeling. Try one for free today by visiting brothermobilesolutions.com slash newwarehouse or click the link in the show notes. That's brothermobilesolutions.com slash new warehouse to try one for free today. The New Warehouse Podcast hosted by Kevin Lawton is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast here at ProMat 2023. And in the booth, finally getting on the podcast, I think it is Matt Fain here. Pop capacity, so Matt, welcome to the booth. Welcome to the the show. First yeah, of all. I yeah, yeah. Is, thank uh, you. I think it was long overdue. We, we way about long overdue. Yeah. I think we've spoken about it a few different times. I'm glad yeah. you could come in this setting here at Pro Matt to do it. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. In the in the thick of it here. Right? In the thick of it too. I mean, I've gotten <laughs> forty thousand steps. I'm only halfway done. So <laughs> you just got here today, right? Yeah, I just yeah. got here today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so tell us. Uh, I guess tell us a little bit about uh, pop capacity. If, if people haven't seen you all over LinkedIn already. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Hopefully they have. But no, pop capacity is a first true digital marketplace for warehouse space. Right. We use AI, data, virtual touring to create a better buying experience for both a shipper and a supplier. Mm-hmm. Our direct connect modeling allows both parties to speak freely, go in contracts together, and really allows us to be that digital discovery resource, right? I think the only way to do it now is a Google search and phone calls. Yeah. Uh, I think as supply chain professionals, we are all better than that. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're, we're out to... <laughs> We're out to change the way that people procure warehouse space. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a, a great notion there because, you know, we are better than that, right? I mean, I mean, I think, you know, we look around the show as a testament to it. Like so much of us, are, we're going digital, right? So, oh, yeah. So why shouldn't these other processes go digital as Absolutely. well? So tell us a little bit about uh, kind of how, how you got to the point of wanting to create pop capacity. Like what was that pain point you had or that, that gap in the market? Yeah, it was a frustration, right? So, yeah. I mean... I started out in logistics supply chain management. I owned a 3PL, franchise-based 3PL. Sold that, started an asset-based trucking company where I thought I could solve the world's on-time delivery and damages issues. Um, (laughs) It was at that point where we got a request for warehousing space, right? It was Nashville, Tennessee, north of Nashville. A unique service requirement, large footprint, but my only resource as a truckload provider, as an asset-based carrier to go find warehouse space was Google. 
Uh, so it was a Google search. From there, three pages in, I finally found a warehouse and then started my series of questions, right? Mm. I use this example all the time, right? I have two, two young kids. Yeah. And I promise you, one thing that they're not going to do is if they're told they need to go find warehouse space, yeah. they're going to ask what technology is available to find it faster. They're not going right. to pick up a phone and yeah. call and email and start keeping an Excel spreadsheet with a bunch of information, right? Yeah. That's not going to happen. So. <laughs> It took about two and a half weeks to find mm-hmm. four walls, dock doors, and racks in north of Nashville. Right. To me, that was insane. During yeah. that period of time, I booked an Airbnb, five-bedroom, four-bath, mm-hmm. pool, fenced-in backyard. My dog could come yeah. within five form fields and, and a payment yeah. uh, submission. Yeah, absolutely. And I was done. And that yeah. was that epiphany moment that Derek and I, I called Derek, our co-founder, and said, look, mm-hmm. there needs to be a digital way to find warehouse space right not that we need to sit in the middle like we did when we broke our trucks because I, I think that's somewhat unnecessary yeah but no we need to find and create a, a, a tool or a hub mm. where people can research review and, and connect all through a digital environment yeah so that's kind of the, where it started yeah yeah I mean I think that makes total sense and you know like I, I just booked the Airbnb Friday for, for the trip here uh, exactly. and we got here on Saturday so I mean it's no problem right so, so there's no reason why you know that kind of consumer convenience that we have can come to like the enterprise level as well so it's great that you're bringing that that marketplace to the forefront and, and giving that to us in the, in the industry so so tell us a little bit about kind of how since the, the idea you had like how has it evolved and, and how has it allowed us to be able to, to find more space so we obviously started out our goal was to find every amazing 3PL in the nation right right so for the first 24 months we were head down making phone calls and emails the same process that a shipper would yeah to those 3PLs to get them in our digital environment yeah. so now that we've grown to a point where I think we could cover any major distribution hub and secondary cities as well right now it's just putting all that data and all that information that we have about those facilities and aligning those with these scopes of work that come in. So for the first time ever, POP is going out and actually going and soliciting business, as right. crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Um, but we're going out and telling people, hey, we've got the best network mm. in the country. Come tap into it in a digital environment. Yeah. So it's been, it's been really fun to see kind of us being very supply, mm. only folks on supply. You know, I think most other companies like say, go find logos, go find brands, go yeah. find customers ultimately to have to Google search and try to find a warehouse. Right. We wanted to have that solution up front mm-hmm. and foremost so that when shippers and, and brands did come to us with a wildly different scope or a very obscure scope, right. we had an answer for it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, you know, it's like we keep saying, I mean, it, you know, going to that digital side, I mean, it makes total sense. Like, why, why would we still go this old school way, right? So when we look at that, I, I mean, I think the interesting thing, too, about pop capacity is like, you're not looking at just empty buildings, right? You're looking at space within buildings too. Yep. So tell us a little bit about how that kind of works on the, the marketplace. Yeah, so we have a combination. Well, we've got a lot of different solutions. So we've got your traditional 3PO warehouse, right? That's full, full-blown services, whether it be B2B, D2C. We've got dark stores in that network. So old Kmart's that turned into fulfillment centers, old retail stores oh, nice. and shopping malls that are yeah. fulfillment centers. We got a we work for warehouse space, okay. right? Yeah. So and they are in this shared kind of small business collaborative working environment like right. a WeWork, but yeah. in a warehouse, right? Yeah. So we've got a lot of different types and styles of capacity, yeah. both from your traditional 3PLs to non-traditional dark stores. We've even started tapping into, and this is probably the most exciting part of what we've done in the past several months. And we started realizing that there's 
three PLs or there's non-traditional three PLs that have space, mm. right? I'm going to use a large CPG brand. Yeah. They have 60,000 square foot in Ogden, Utah at any given time throughout the year just because of the way that their inventory flows. Oh, interesting. That can make revenue for that CPG brand, yeah. right? So Absolutely. we're seeing other applications. There was one specifically to Tahone, California, which mm. is Tahone Ranch. It's a big FTZ bonded area right there in California. Okay. A large retailer was looking for overflow space. Mm-hmm. Obviously, didn't know their neighbors because we had that overflow space within our marketplace. Yeah. So it was just a unique situation where it wasn't a traditional 3PL. They were an events coordinator. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of large events. So when those events were happening, much like this one, yeah. their inventory levels dropped and they had a bunch of available space. So mm-hmm. when this retailer said, I need 60 days with the space at this square footage, I need to be within a few miles right. of this proximity. They're like, we can't find it. Yeah. Well, that that is a testament of us working for 24 months, finding all the little nooks and crannies of capacity that we could find. Yeah, I think that's a great thing because, you know, uh, I mean, a lot of times those scenarios, like you said, you know, we need to space for, for 60 days and close by. And, it, you know, it's usually kind of a, it's kind of a, a scramble situation. Yeah, where it's like, for oh, sure. Like we have an overflow issue, like we need to grab some space really quick. And, and you know, going the, the old school way is, is be pretty hard to, to make that happen quickly. Yep. So it's great to be able to, to see that and, and benefit as someone that, that needs space. But I guess talk to us, too, about the, the side of the, the operators who are, who are putting their space out there, too. How is that kind of benefiting them? I mean, that's who we built it for, right? right? We built it for the 3PO warehouses to give them, especially the regional guys that didn't have a big marketing budget, right? right? That had, you know, some sales folks, 100% commission sales folks, but really they stayed full um, just organically, right? right? So what we've seen is they've been able to really pick and choose what they need. Not only do they just need to keep their building full, they need to keep it full with the right type of customer, the right commodity. They all have fixed assets that they have to pay for, right? So our job is to determine what within what you're doing now makes most sense and where you're going to make the most profitability, right? Right. Whether it be B2B for retail compliance or maybe you want to take a small footprint footprint and do a lot of high volume D2C out of it because you're seeing that, you know, per square foot you're generating more revenue that way right Mm -hmm. so they're really being able to see a we give them a digital platform to showcase themselves right Right. so now customers can read about you they can view still pictures and they can also get into a 3d virtual tour so now they have an opportunity to walk around your building see the clear height see the dock doors see the levelers all the things that are fairly redundant right somewhat mundane to ask um but they have to ask a question. Now yeah. they can see it. So we're seeing our suppliers and our 3PLs really have a better idea of what kind of project that is they're looking at. Mm. And yeah. then give them the ability to reject it right there on the spot. Yeah. You don't have to field the phone call. You don't have to listen to an opportunity that may sound and look good on paper. Right. You can visualize it and view it within the marketplace and kill it upon arrival if needed or mm. move forward with it without wasting unnecessary time. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a great thing too. The the 3D virtual tour, like you're saying, being able to, to actually see the space because you know not every you know 10,000 square feet look the same, right? Yep. And you know there may be some situations with columns or pipes or whatever the case may yep. be that can that can make that space maybe not as usable as you may seem on paper, right? So so tell us about how how do you guys actually go out and. and capture these 3D images and, and these tours, how are you able to kind of make that happen? Our team, yeah. our team, we, we, we get out there and we do the 360 work ourselves. And certain, in certain occasions, we've done contractors in those markets, but right. we look, we're a relationship-built company. Yes, we're a tech yeah. company, but our technology is just to strengthen and empower the relationship. That's mm-hmm. all we're doing, right? right? Um, so 
every time that we go do a 360, we like to shake a hand of the owner, yeah. right? We like to understand like what makes them tick outside of the money behind owning and operating a 3PO, mm-hmm. right? Are you family owned and operated? Right. Is this a legacy type company where it was your dad's and then your granddad's? Yeah. Like, we want to know what makes you tick because that's important to us. Yeah. Because you're an extension. We're an extension of what you do. Our yeah. job is just to showcase all the cool stuff about you in a mm-hmm. digital way. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a great thing that you're acting like a partner in a, in a sense to them, right? And being able to do that because it's a it's a win on both sides. Like you, you have, you know, like you said, maybe CPG companies or, or brands that are looking for space, or you're able to deliver for them. And then on the other side, the operators, you know, they they want to get, especially the independent ones, like you talked about, these legacy ones, family-owned companies, like you know, they want to bring people in and, and you know drive that revenue for yep. them. And sometimes the the bandwidth is not not quite there, right? So you're able to to make it a little easier for them and, and make that happen I think it's a, a great thing so so we talked I mean we talked about the space right itself right but you're also giving a chance to to show or have these operators show what other capabilities they have as well so talk to us a little bit about that how the operators can kind of showcase if they have you know some of the solutions we see here yeah. robots automation or something that's like a that. whole large reason why I'm here today yeah. is to figure out all the cool fancy stuff that we can help yeah. you know promote to our, our, our warehouse network because honestly the better the more throughput that they can handle the better that our network becomes right so I mean obviously through a virtual tour you can see the, the right. robotics and some of the pick walls and some mm-hmm. of that we also like to showcase some of the exterior type solutions too right mm-hmm. some of the trucks that are tied to that warehouse right. some of the final mile assets some of the drage and chassis stuff of that nature but all that is listed within their profile mm-hmm. so basically okay. when they build out a warehouse profile it gives the the elements of the infrastructure of their warehouse it gives the yeah. square footage the location all the basic stuff but we also do do a drill into the tech stack mm-hmm. and tell me what your pre-built integrations are like right. are you integrating a certain shopping carts or what what are your e-com integrations so Start telling about the tech stack and then the robotics and automation piece. We're going to start touching on what are your throughput capabilities yeah. And, yeah. and how are you achieving those with what kind of infrastructure and systems. Hmm. That's more of an end of the year type thing, but we're slowly consolidating okay. all the data from our profiles to kind of help build that better picture for our shippers. Interesting, interesting. So, so I, I mean, in that sense, you know, pop capacity obviously it sounds like you know started with the idea of you know finding space and making it easy to find space but it sounds like you're you're kind of growing and, and evolving with that as well from the, this data perspective so talk to us a little bit about the the future of pop capacity here if it's big i can tell you guys yeah. it's real big no i mean we're just going to take all the data and information that we have under the hood of this marketplace or hub right. we're going to stop using marketplace we're a platform right okay. the yeah. reality is that we've seen an opportunity to digitize procurement in logistics period right it started off with warehousing and distribution centers If there's assets and truck tied to those warehouses, well, guess what? You can digitally procure those as well. Mm. All it is is having the information in front of you. So taking that information, aggregating it for both our shippers and suppliers to say, okay, here's the amount of trucking capacity in the land. Here's the right. amount of warehouse capacity, average dims, average weights, average commodity, mm. and putting all that information, kind of like a DAT in trucking yeah. or, or, a, or a sonar okay. uh, at yeah. freight waves. Sure taking any tidbit information that we think would be valuable in making a key decision in your supply chain yeah. and putting that within the marketplace. So having some of those insights and reports live within the dashboard for both our shippers and our suppliers to use. Hmm. All right, very interesting. And I, I think that's definitely a, a great thing to have as well because it kind of gives you it gives you an idea of uh, even like 
I can imagine, you know, from the data, you're able to see, like, you know, what's the cost of square footage in different regions, and yep. and even kind of factoring that in as a as a shipper looking for space or a brand looking for space, like, you know, oh, like if we just, you know, if we're like 50 miles away, it's not much of a big difference for our transportation, but we could save so much right. on, on square footage, right? So, I mean, that having that access to that and, and empowering the, the brands to be able to, to see that and, and the shippers as well gives them kind of that competitive advantage to really make the, the best decisions. It's intelligent decision-making, right? Yeah. We have all sorts of information at our fingertips, you know, and, and I don't know why supply chain or legit this side of the house was the last person to start leveraging that information, <laughs> but let's, yeah. let's start using it and let's start yeah. being more educated when we go in to make these decisions versus it being reactionary, yeah. right? And getting kicked out of a warehouse and I've got to scramble try to find a new one based on a budget and price. Mm-hmm. Well, if you had a tool and a resource that allow you to say, okay, well, within this market that I'm in it now, mm-hmm. there's these type of players that are in there. So in the event yeah. that we do need to make a pivot, we proactively know who we need to reach out to first, right? Right? Because we have that knowledge and information. It's just you don't buy a car without reading about it, right? Yeah. So it's like there should yeah. be information about these warehouses and about their capabilities without having to pick up a phone and call them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's great what you guys are doing and, and being able to, to enable that and kind of empower people to, to make these decisions in a, in a more intelligent way, as you said, and, and also in a, a faster way, too, to right. make it happen, right? So with that being said, I mean, obviously, you know, you're seeing what's happening in the warehouse space and the, in the market and, and demand and all these things. So so tell us, like, you know, what are, what are we seeing now? Because there's some talk about, like, warehousing space demand might, might trail off because people are trying to get rid of inventory now they had too much inventory before but i mean what's actually happening out there what do you see i mean the market's softening i mean yeah. it, it is softening I, I really think it's a reset though right i think during yeah. the pandemic we had this this big tidal wave of capacity come on board mm-hmm. right whether it be whether they were a storage warehouse and didn't do any services and all of a sudden during the pandemic they started yeah. offering 3PL services right. or a b2b house turning into a d2c house right mm-hmm. there's been several occasions i've walked into a fulfillment center and that fulfillment center is an eight-foot banquet table right. it's a way station and a screen right yeah. i think what we're seeing is this reset is identifying who is good at what Mm, not everybody right. is good at everything. There's yeah. not a warehouse that's at ProMat. There's not a warehouse in this nation that does the same exact thing that the other guy down the road does. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think people are realizing that, mm-hmm. that people don't all do D2C fulfillment. They all can't be high volume fulfillment centers, yeah. even though they claim to do it during the pandemic. With the reset is coming, we all can breathe. Right. I think for the past 24, 36 months, it's all been this kind of panic mode. Right. We didn't yeah, know what yeah. to do. We didn't have <laughs> enough inventory. We have too right. much inventory. So now people can take a breath. Mm. They can evaluate all the solutions that are available and make decisions based on the data that we mm-hmm. talked about, yeah. based on historical information and facts that happened in the past. I don't know if warehouses are closed. I just think that they're going to be more strategically placed. Right. I think there are going to be more facilities with one business and one company is going to have more facilities than they ever have. Right. But it's going to be the right inventory levels, mm. the right amount of square footage. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing right now large customer we work with. It's the year of efficiency for them. Yeah. Right. And that does not mean closing all the distribution centers. That means understanding the infrastructure we have now, mm. what business units, because they have several different business units within this company, right. how can we consolidate that infrastructure to accommodate all three business units versus acting as individuals? Yeah. I think you're going to start seeing more and more, especially more, more companies that have various verticals and sectors. Mm-hmm. How can the automotive work with the chemical brand, right? right? How can each business work together to create a combined infrastructure, right? And yeah. they'll start eliminating those that way. 
I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, you can't go from not having enough warehouse space to all of a sudden having too much in closing warehouses. It just, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, I mean, I think no matter what, we're always going to need some warehouse space. Right? Always. But I think, like you said, you know, it's about, like, you know, looking and seeing, like, you know, this is a year of kind of creating more efficiency or, or optimizing in a better way and, and, you know, seeing and looking and, you know, are we really in the, the right position? And, you know, should we get closer to the customer with, like you said, in some cases, like, you guys have department stores that were converted into fulfillment centers. Yep. Which is really interesting. So, so definitely interesting to, to hear about the kind of what's going on in the market from you. So, you know, guy with your finger on the pulse, right? So, so we're here at Promat as well. So I'm curious as you're coming to Promat here. And I, I think I, I saw your LinkedIn post. You you, do, you made like a last minute decision to come here and check it out. So what are you what are you excited to see here? Or what are you excited that you've already seen this morning? There's a lot of people, good people here. I mean, yeah. I, I came for a handful of folks that I need to reconnect with it from last year. Yeah. This is always one of my favorite events, right? right. It's huge. It's got yeah. a lot of cool technology, a lot of cool innovation, specifically to the warehousing and MHE side, which we're very, yeah. very close tied to. Hey, I'm, I'm really interested to see some of the off container offloading solutions, right? Yeah, some of those yeah. automated offloading solutions, because I think like a forklift going to the container, a guy going and hand loading off, yeah. That is a super cumbersome task and very manual. And in previous years, I don't think I've seen anything that, you know, there's some stuff that can do it. It requires additional infrastructure to be automated. Right. Which then messes up the the layout of your your warehouse. So I'm really interested to see what kind of offloading automation they have as it it pertains to, like, larger uh, imagery or materials. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I mean, I think that's like a... Such a tough job to, to be doing that unloading, especially like you said by hand, like floor loaded containers and things like that. So it's great Heck to your see. neighbor that. here, Exoskeleton, and they got some cool stuff that kind of helps out with that less automation but more yeah, support. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it's really cool, man. There's all sorts of stuff going on at this show every year and it's yeah. always new so all right, all right. great stuff and, and great to get some insights and learn more about pop capacity from you awesome. uh, so if people are interested in learning more about pop how can they do that yeah just go to popcapacity.com you can follow us all on linkedin facebook instagram follow us on all those i'll probably shoot myself for doing this but if you want to reach out direct it is yeah. matt at popcapacity.com <laughs> all right flood is inbox you got that yeah. all right so and definitely follow matt on linkedin too he's a great follow so matt thank you so much for stopping by and finally, thank you finally able to connect and make this happen so thank you awesome thank you you've been listening to the new warehouse podcast with kevin Lawton. subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.